1: hello hello welcome in it's the phnx cardinals podcast your premier arizona cardinal podcast like and subscribe leave us a five star become a diehard at gophnx.com got a brand new corbin carroll t-shirt everybody needs to go grab we're going to grab your attention right, right right, now. It's Johnny Venerable. It's Beau Brock, It's Brian Baldy. Baldinger here on an NFL Tuesday. And Baldy, I mean, so much to get to as it relates to the return of K1, Kyler Murray. This show has kind of been branded like Trey McBride sweepstakes every week now. So, I mean, just your initial takeaway. Cardinals win their second game of the season. What are your initial thoughts?
0: And snapped a six-game losing streak and and beat a team that needed to win also. Look, I I mean, anybody that thought that Kyler Murray was going to have, you know, have to learn how to ride a bike again or get the rust off or all those kind of things after a long absence, and especially an absence due to, you know, a torn ACL and would he have the speed, would he see? I mean, I thought he was terrific. I, I didn't see any rust. I saw a guy that was in charge that made a lot of great throws, including some throws on the final drive to go win the game. Uh, The elusiveness, we saw it, you know, in a couple different plays. Like, it looked like Kyler Murray. And I don't don't know um, when he got all the way back, but he looks like he's all the way back. Like, I can't imagine him. Like, everybody, you know, wants touchdown passes and all this. But Mm -hmm. from what we have watched Kyler Murray the first four years to see what we just saw, like, you didn't see much of a drop-off.
2: Yeah, really felt like Jonathan Ganny Monty Austin Ford, I'm sure had his hand in this, Drew Petzing, their offensive play caller, Izzy Wolferk, their quarterback coach, all wanted him to get back and hit the ground running, not just come back and then reacclimate. Yeah. But what did you see as far as Kyler Murray maybe checking off some boxes as far as some of the questions surrounding the
0: quarterback? Well, like he's thrown to some guys like Michael Wilson that, you know, he's never played with before. He's a rookie, made a big throw across the field to, to hit him. But I just thought his timing – with Trey McBride, you know, obviously he had the big game. Um, he made all the big money catches, but just getting that kind of game uh, game day timing is hard to do out there uh, at practice. And I thought the timing between those two, especially on the big one down the field to go win the game, I thought it was exceptional. I know it looked like it was underthrown, but sometimes you put that throw like that when the safety's got his back to you and he can't see the ball and the, the receiver can react to the ball. So, I thought outside of the one interception where it, it really looked like, you know, Trey kind of kept running and I thought um, I thought Kyle really thought he was going to sit down between the two linebackers. I thought that was the only play that I could find where it didn't look like it was good timing between them. But, you know, just, uh, you know, you saw Josh Allen on Monday night fumble a snap with the running back. Like you didn't see that kind of stuff that can happen when you haven't played, you know, in a long time. Were you
1: surprised at all, Baldy, that, that he didn't have more time under center? I think I saw like 18 to 25% of the game he was under center, some play action. I think that's going to increase. Joshua Dobbs, Clayton Toon played under center a majority of their time, obviously Colt McCoy during training camp. Could it be just a scenario in which like we're going to just ease into this a little bit because he's so used to playing under shotgun, let's not force something right now when he's really only had about three to four weeks of practice?
0: We have to wait and see on that. Um, I always thought that he was more comfortable in shotgun. Some of it is because of his size. You know, it's just easier to see the field uh, when you're back there five yards waiting on the ball and just seeing versus being under center and kind of just having things, whether it's guys standing up or whatever it might be, things are just a little occluded. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, you know, Josh Dobbs is bigger, Clayton Toon. Uh, We we have to wait and see if they get him under center. I like my quarterbacks to be under center. For yeah. play action passes and they keep the get the defense guessing. So it's something that we can chart and kind of figure out as as he gets more and more time in this offense.
2: Turned a 13 yard scramble. Uh it, it looked like it was near sack. It was about a 70 yard play after it was all said and done, but 13 in the box score. Uh just how many quarterbacks in this league can actually make that play?
0: And it's third and 10. Yeah. And you need the yeah. first yeah. down. So, you know, and and the clock is ticking. And, you know, this is your final possession. So I, I thought it was, you know, just a few. A few people probably make that type of a a spin in the pocket, elude all the rush. Um, you know, some really good players on that side of the ball to go get 13 yards like that, knowing where the sticks are, uh, just having a feel for it. Um, not many guys probably attempt it. Um, but certainly that's what Kyler's known for. and That's what he enjoys doing.
1: I thought his game transcended the box score, Baldy. I think you feel the same way. What does that do for the confidence from his head coach? That you know, six game skid, one game, and now he comes back and they're one and zero with this kid. I mean, I, I think I would imagine it gives them immense confidence that not only they can finish the year strong, but then he's their hopefully their quarterback beyond this year.
0: Well, the big thing to me was it looked like he was having fun. It looked like he was enjoying. I know the record is the record. But yeah. it's like he was having fun playing, and I thought the team around him played a lot better because of his just like just his uh, his joy that he had, and I that that can transcend. So you know nobody likes losing. That stinks. Stinks for everybody. But you know they had, they had backup left guard in there, backup left tackle. I mean they had different right. guys in there. I mean you, you kind of and you know they ran the ball good. It was good to get James Conner back in the game. The play that just killed me though, honestly, like. You know, he's been running read-option plays since he was in Allen High School and probably before that. Like, he ran that read-option for a touchdown. Like, the Falcons looked like they'd never seen that before. Right. (laughs) They run the same play with Bijan and Desmond Ritter. Like, they acted like they'd never seen read-option before. Yeah. Like, they had no answer for that. Yeah, it asked –
2: I'd asked Kyler about that play in the press conference, and he said he actually hadn't seen a a read like that for for two years, uh, which I was surprised to to hear from him. But, uh, you know, before leading up to the week, I had heard from Colt McCoy when he was still with this organization that he anticipated maybe one of the toughest things for Kyler to adjust to is the footwork in Drew Petsing's offense. And I asked Izzy Wolfwork about this, their quarterback coach, uh, last week, and he said the difference between what they do and what's kind of more traditional, what Kyler's been doing, is they do left foot up where it's more right foot up. Can you explain what that means and the challenges that maybe creates?
0: There, There's some systems where the left foot is back when you're in shotgun or it's back when you're under center and it's to push off. It's uh, to start your count whether it's three-step, five-step. And there's some people that are married to it and they're sticklers about it. Um, I watched some I, – I, I was – in Baltimore this weekend and I was talking to one of their offensive coaches and I'm like, does anybody coach Lamar and his fundamentals? Because like he could just do things that nobody else can do. And sometimes I feel like Kyler's is a better natural thrower. I think than Lamar, I think he just playing baseball. Like he's just naturally knows how to throw a ball, any kind of ball. Um, so his footwork is a little more cleaned up. But you're that athletic, like, and your arm is that good. Like sometimes it doesn't have to be perfect. And the footwork doesn't have to be perfect like it does for a lot of guys. Weight transfer, weight back for a guy like Kurt Warner. Like it had to be perfect for him. And he's a stickler on that. And I don't, you know, and that's how he kind of looks at these quarterbacks. But some of these guys are just so athletic. They're just so used to making these throws, Mahomes, off balance, you know, off platform, and the ball goes, it still goes where they want it to go. And so some of these guys, you just have to kind of live with that a little bit.
1: Did the Cardinals show their hand that they're not going to be trying any tush pushes with K one for the rest of the year? I I mean, like I, I don't love K one under under center doing the tush push. So I agree with that, but I also don't love mm-hmm. Clayton tune cold coming off the bench, almost fumbling the ball into the end zone. Like I would almost think you might be better off. Like could James Connor take a direct snap under center? He's at least gotten carries in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, do you feel like they're just of the mindset like we love you Kyler? You just it's not a beneficial play. You're just you're not Jalen Hurts. You're not Josh Allen.
0: And those guys aren't coming off a torn ACL. Yeah. So you know you got a lot of people diving on you. You know diving over the top. Like it's a play right now that's not policed very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I should use it's not officiated very well. Yeah. And so it's inviting a lot of like crazy. You know. Like, guys should, like, they don't want targeting to begin with. They don't want guys leaping to make tackles and leading with their head. And that's kind of what it's inviting. And so I think this offseason, that play is going to get cleaned up a lot mm-hmm. because I don't know if anybody, I'm not charting this stuff, who gets hurt, and who doesn't get hurt. I know the Giants tried it and they lost their center for a good chunk of the season. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, that's, they, he's just buried under a pile. Um, everybody's trying to figure out short yards and goal line. Everybody, you know, Buffalo last night had fourth and one. And they threw it and it ended up being a disaster. It turns into a turnover at midfield. Like, and then they got Josh Allen. Like, right. to me, it's it's easy. Just put it in Josh's hands, let him figure it out. But everybody's trying to figure this out because if you can't gain a yard in this league, the Cowboys can't figure it out down the goal line two weeks in a row. Um, because if, if you just run a inside zone out of a shotgun, like you can stop that play. That play could be stopped. I don't care how good you are up front. You can just hit every single gap full speed. You can stop that play. You can't get the linebackers blocked. So everybody's trying to figure it out. That was the Cardinals version last week. I saw Cleveland run Harrison Bryant, a tight end, under center, and quarterback sneak it. And then they did a version of that. And the second time they had it, and it kind of backfired. So, honestly, everybody's scratching their heads during the week how we're going to do this.
2: I think I've even seen Cole Komet running at some point for the Bears. It's it's really fascinating to see the different versions throughout yeah. the league. You know, uh, it was on display, full display last week, you know, the return of complimentary football here in the desert. It, it, when The defense in the second half, they came out of the locker room after not being able to really get the Falcons' offense off the field. There were a lot of long, drawn-out drives that ate clock and kept Kyler Murray in that offense on the sideline. But then Nick Rollis was able to dial up some pressure, and we saw the emergence of somebody we've been waiting for, Baldy, and second-round pick B.J. Ogylari. what have yeah. you seen from the lsu product
0: well you see you see great movement a good takeoff um we knew that though we knew that coming out of the draft but then we saw production and really you know they, they've they kind of figured out what their pass rush line is right now you know with gardek and Ojolari right now and victor like they i think they've got their four that they uh, and zayvon collins so i yeah. think they've got their four guys that you know when it's pass rush situation we're going to put these four guys out there. And, you know, what you hope, like all these great defenses are built around their front right now. And, you know, they're they they're, you know, Victor is a big part of this right now. And Zavin's had some moments, and Gardek seems to, you know, always show up. And so, look, they've got uh, I don't want to say they got 25 sacks in 10 games right now. That's probably a lot better along than they were at any point last year. So I feel like they're getting there. And is gonna be a part of that. And you look in the second half, you know, I saw a bunch of three and outs, you know, punts, you know, all that kind of stuff. It it looked different in the second half of the game last Sunday.
1: This franchise for the better part of my entire lifetime has been immune to having productive tight end play was, (laughs) was last Sunday the jumping off point because what I watched Baldy and I'm, I'm one to overreact at times. I saw a young man in Trey McBride that resembled the physicality of like a George Kittle, of a a Hawkinson in Minnesota. Like, that's the kind of football on display from a tight end I've never seen in Arizona, like, circuit Jackie Smith highlights from my youth. Like, that's what it looked like. There's a difference between scheming somebody open, and I thought Drew Petson did a nice job with him, but Trey McBride breaking tackles at will, snatching the football in the air. Like, what's your take on the second year, man? Because we've
0: been waiting for that for seemingly forever here. Well, I believe that the best tight end you ever had the Cowboys swooped him up and he became correct. The, yes, one of the and he, best he's items. not in the Ring of Honor, by the way. Yes, yes. The Cowboys were very, and Troy Aitman was very happy to receive him. But um, I agree. I, you know, like like I, I know Zach pretty good, uh, Ertz, and he's never been a big after the catch guy. Just Stanford, Philadelphia, Arizona. Like he'll catch a lot of balls, but he's not really great after the catch. Like I saw that from McBride last week, where mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can. Like, that's what you're seeing from Sam Laporta. I feel like if you're going to be a good offense, you have to have a good tight end, a guy that can flex out, a guy that's going to break tackles, a guy that can run routes, like the seven cuts that he ran last week or the deep shot, you know, to go win the game. Like, you need that guy down the middle of the field. You need that target. You need those yards after the catch. You need that. And we saw that from Trey in that game. Kyler fed him repeatedly. He was his go-to guy. You just hope that's just the beginning. Yeah.
2: Get you out on this. Uh, I do want to tell our audience, of course, the All NFL Podcast is live wherever you find podcasts. Of course, on YouTube. A huge guest, of course, two-time Super Bowl champion Andy Reid joins the fellas. Can't wait to see that. Also, some great. Already had some great guests that you got to check out before that, uh, like Lane Johnson and, and crew. Um, so check that out wherever you find podcasts. But Baldy. The Cardinals are going to face one of the hottest quarterbacks all season long, 826 yards over his last two games, C.J. Stroud, here in Week 11. How can the Cardinals' defense slow down this rookie signal caller here uh, and and help themselves out with their first-round pick against the
0: Texans? Well, I'm wondering, like, how – because he doesn't look like he's easily fooled. And I call him a pup because he's just poised under pressure. Uh, I think he leads the league in in passing yards right now, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways – He's been unbelievable. I mean, the, the every throw and last week he played without his number 1 wide receiver Nico Collins doesn't matter. You know, Noah Brown goes out there um like he's got his guys and he 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 loves his rookie Tank Dell, loves him. So, he's a little bit like what Christian Kirk was when he was when he was here even though they didn't use him right, but um but he's got he's got he's got elite quickness and like just unbelievable separation speed. But I think what you have to try to do with him is you have to try to confuse him. You have to give him pre-snap looks. You, 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 got, you can't give him clean, clear pictures to look at. He's just too good at going through his progressions and getting to the open receiver. So I haven't seen him easily fooled. He did throw one interception last week, but he had, I think he's thrown two all year. So he doesn't get fooled up much. So I, I think you got to really disguise – Pre snap, what he's looking at, and hopefully wait till the ball snapped to show him what coverage you're in.
1: Best segment of the week here on PHX Cardinals Baldy's breakdowns. Brian Baldinger, All City NFL analyst. Thank you so much, Baldy. We look yeah. forward to it.
0: Pleasure, guys. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, thanks, Bo. We'll talk to you next week. Awesome stuff
2: from Baldy, giving you some insight into the Cardinals' next opponent, CJ Stroud. It's a little daunting right now, but you know, I, I think that Nick Rawls, when he talks about that, the ability to maybe pre, uh, kind of disguise coverages pre-snap, I think that that's right up the alley of, of a JG Nick Rawls game planning. You know, if, if any any team is equipped to do so, maybe the Cardinals are, are are that. You, I don't think anybody nationwide would give him that much credit, Johnny. But you know, I think that, uh, I disagree. <laughs>
1: yeah. I disagree. Here's what I disagree with. Okay. Prior to Kyler Murray coming back, what do you think the spread would be with our friends in Vegas? Uh, Prior to him coming back, it would be about uh, approaching double digits. It would be about eight and a half, nine. So after Kyler Murray's game-winning drive, it opened up at about five and a half. That was Vegas guessing. It's down to four. It's down to a four-point spread with our friends at BetMGM. And the over-under, buckle up, because they expect some points. 47 One of the hottest lines in the NFL right now because I'm going to tell you, I don't think Vegas knows what to do with Kyler Murray and you absolutely love to see it. Speaking of what you love to see, how about some free coins, some free cash in the form of some bonus bucks with our friends at BetMGM. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the mobile application of your choosing, iOS, Android. But it's got to be the BetMGM app. Ten bucks is going to get you two hundred dollars in additional winnings, regardless of the wager's outcome. So, hey, why not put it on the Cardinals money line this week? Maybe parlay it with the over. But regardless, download the BetMGM sportsbook or visit them at betmgm.com and sign up with the bonus code PHNX. Two hundred bucks in your deposit, in your bonus bucks, with the additional winnings that you were initially going to get for just a mere. $10. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer
2: problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 hope Y, or text hope y 467 369 new york Call one 800 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. one 800 for confidential help, Michigan. one 800 Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino, and Hotel. Visit com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario bet 10 get 200 with BetMGM the promo code PHNX. pretty simple way to make some money. Here's a simple way to save some money. If you're looking for an easy, quick, convenient way to fix your flooring, boost what your house, your condo, your apartment might look like uh, as far as the floors go. Cause empire today has got you with speedy service that uh, won't get, you won't get it at the big box store. You're going to be left there waiting for some sales associate who just was working, uh, and uh, it's working at Starbucks, and, and no disrespect to Starbucks, but what do they know about what flooring needs to go into your house? They don't know anything. Visit empiretoday.com/phnx right now, and Empire Today is going to help your shopping for your flooring needs get exponentially better. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be so frustrating. Take that out of the equation with Empire Today and save money while you're doing so. Empire Today prides itself on convenient shop-at-home service where you can check it out online. They've got their virtual floor uh, kind of viewer that they have where you can look at what your place would look like with new flooring on it in it from Empire Today. Schedule free in-home estimate today. All listeners, viewers receive $350 off discount when they use the promo code PHNX.
1: Restrictions apply. See Empire Today today dot com slash for details can't wait to get empire on the phone the floor i'm using right now where i'm broadcasting from is basically trash it's garbage i need empire today in my life uh so good that we got baldy brian baldinger in ours cardinals feel pretty good about the who they've got saddled up in their life bo brock it's the rookie class a historic one perhaps you know this show was banging that drum bo brock well before the season, we had kind of heard whispers. Hey, yeah. this rookie class—it's pretty effing good. And you know, we had some people, maybe in the media, saying, "Slow down, PHX. Slow down, <laughs> PHX Cardinals. Let's let it play out on the field." Okay, we're approaching Thanksgiving, and almost everybody in the rookie class is starting for a team that looks to be improving. So. What grade would we give the rookie class, line by line, player by player, as we approach the quarter or the th- two-thirds part of the season, whatever you want to call it, and then we'll do this at the end of the year, Our revised rookie grades here on PHNX Cardinals. Damon Dog, if you so, uh, could so, show us the rankings. <laughs> there they are. Uh, any any issue with these, Bo Brock, as we kick things off? Paris Johnson Jr., solid B, in my opinion. hmm yeah. You know what? Especially like when you take into consideration, like just
2: BJ Ogilari versus Pierce Johnson jr. Are we saying that they're equal? I think that you're looking at where they were drafted, obviously in, in the criteria that goes into where they're, they grayed out. I, I would maybe say B minus on, on BJ Ogilari. Like okay. I know he's going off of his best performance. Uh, it, it, it took a little bit to ramp up to this and I want to see it more consistently. Uh, okay. I am really encouraged by Garrett Williams. I agree with that. Um, Michael Wilson, I think has come down back to earth a little bit to about a B where I think that he can absolutely get back to a B plus, maybe up to an A. Um, but that's me nitpicking these, you know, for the most part, yeah, yeah. And, and that's why we we do a daily podcast and we have the the luxury of nitpicking, you know, these, these draft picks is, uh, Papo hasn't seen the field. So sure. Like, I mean, outside of special teams and key I think, you know, we were really encouraged when he was starting games and playing a high snap, uh, count. And now he's, he's just on special teams. I would probably take him down to about a C
1: minus, but other than that, like this, these are all ballpark yeah I for me Paris Johnson Jr week to week either looks like a B minus B B plus B- or an A minus. So again I, I tried to settle for the medium for the mean for a lot of these. BJ Gery though Bobrock, if you had to, if I had to pick one player on this list for the rest of the year who I thought has the chance to finish the strongest, mm-hmm. it's BJ Gelouri like I, i'm I'm not trying to exaggerate. I think we could look up at the end of the year he's got eight sacks or something like that because now he's ingratiated in Jonathan Gannon, Gannon's defense and he's a he's a starter now like I know Baldy talked about that that group of four by the way isn't it funny we talked about that group before before the season it was Majay Sanders and Cameron Thomas one of them's gone the other is a complete non-factor Joel Jelari took him some time I think he's got he's got a chance to where we're sitting here in January and you're like do they any take a pass rusher high <laughs> like this this kid looks pretty good so David and Dog if we could see those uh grades one more time here. Dante Stills, though, is the complete and utter surprise because, again, you'd be thrilled if a sixth-rounder on most teams makes the team, right, or is yeah. a rotational player. Like, that's Keetra Clark. Keetra Clark, yes, he's had a little bit of a downturn, still high on him as a prospect. Dante Stills was their last pick, and he has been a phenom. He's been tremendous. He's a bona fide starter moving forward, making no money. So I, he's a firm A. He has exceeded all expectations, and, and to Bo's point – Part of it too is where you were drafted. That's why like Michael Wilson was almost pick 100. He's going to end up with like, I think like 700 yards that this year, anybody pre post draft over the summer would have taken that from him. So it's like, you have to go back and contextualize it. We nitpick with like PFF grades with offensive linemen, because that's really, that's what you have, right? Like sacks allowed is important and, and hurries and pressures. And Paris Johnson jr. Does well in all of that, but I put it out. Like he had a tremendous game against Atlanta the most important factor—he hasn't missed a snap this year. And yeah. what's the biggest deterrent from DJ Humphreys? I think you know being fondly remembered here is he's missed too many games. He's not healthy for this team. On top yeah. of playing poorly, I think this year. It's so like if you if you tell me at the end of the year, Paris Johnson Jr. played every game. Knock on wood. Played every snap and got better. And and like I don't I don't care if there's another tackle that graded higher on a week to week basis on on PFF, the Cardinals. Want to run the football? They've got a dominant, in my opinion, quarterback now in the fold. If he can keep him healthy and pave the way, get these lanes open. Like mm-hmm. I feel good about him. So I, they're they're uh, across the board. It is the most productive draft class first year. Like guys that come in, and it's part of it's the state of this roster in like twenty years. Now there are better draft class that age better, like twenty fifteen, certainly two thousand four. But mm-hmm. in terms of like what we've seen this year. How many of those guys are playing like 75, 80% like starting right now?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's guys that you you feel confident moving forward with. And I want to add to this because this is the draft class and it, what Monty Ossifort was able to do, and he, in a rebuilding year, had the luxury of doing so was he also yeah. added on top of that, you know, an undrafted free agent running back and mm-hmm. Amari Dermakado, who I think. Let, let's throw a grade on him real quick. I mean, I think it's safe to say he's a C plus
1: to B, right? I would say B minus. He's he's starting over Keontae Ingram. He's starting yeah. over veterans like Damian Williams. B B minus, and he's averaging like five yards a carry. B minus for me. Yeah. So Amari Durmicato at him, and then you got a you know a starter in, in Starling
2: Thomas, who's actually replaced Keytril Clark who yeah. they picked up off of waivers, who was, you know, a uh, healthy scratch inactive for most of the season. And now, you know, I had Greg Dortch today on his all-purpose podcast pointing out Thomas making big plays on special teams and then also making plays in the secondary. He's part of a secondary that had a woeful passing attack, stave woeful as far yeah. as the Atlanta Falcons. 100, 100 yards. And, and Starling Thomas, you know, was a guy that uh, they got a UAB off of waivers from I'm trying to remember what team he was It Detroit that I think he started with um, that they've been able to develop. And, and maybe he's he's a part of, you know, a depth piece going forward. And, and that's that's encouraging that a guy that you didn't even draft that you were able to just pick up really no risk at all and could turn into a player, you know, for the next couple of seasons for the team. I'm not talking like impact player, but, you know, you talk about BJ being the guy that that's trending in the right direction, maybe gets the most steam heading into the, po- into the off season, But I, I'm really bullish on Garrett Williams. I mean, I yeah. think what Garrett Williams they, is on, I never
1: see him on Sunday cause he's covering his man. They don't throw to him.
2: Right. They don't. He, he's and he, he takes it. He, he takes the opposing tight end or he, you know, he's taking their, their slot receiver out of the game and that's huge, especially this day and age. And and I, it's going to be, I think we'll get, with Tank Dell playing at a high level, I don't know how much he moves into the slot. Like, can, can Garrett Williams take him out of the game plan and, and make things tougher for C.J. Stroud? I mean, that that's a big spot. And it's it's a position that Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis value very highly. It's a starter's position where no, more, most defenses, it's a supplemental defensive back where it's a starting role here. And
1: he's he's excelling right now. I've always thought this defense would get better as the season progressed. It's the anti-Vance Joseph defense because they would embrace rookies. They would go through growing pains, a la the Giants game. And then we would hit these later months. And it's like, oh, yeah, these guys are figuring out their, their roles a little bit. No more so has that been exemplified than with the PFF grades that came out this week. And, like, I saw them. I posted a couple of them. But then you look at the rookie rankings that they posted today, pro football focus, not only like defensive offensive this was the top 10 graded rookies in the nfl right now uh for week 10 i'll pull it up here um number one player from this past that's the draft order my bad number one player highest graded rookie by i think a, a significant margin bJ joe jolari He paid played almost 80 percent of the snaps flashed baldy said said as much this is a cornerstone piece. This is a 10-digit sack artist. If he can put it all together for 17 games next year. And again, like, the great thing about it, if you want to call it that, is we know why he had a slow start. He had surgery. He was out of shape. That's mm-hmm. it. So, like, projecting him for 2024, he should be even better. January, December this year, he should be better than right now. Like, that telegraphing prospects – is a big part of what you have to do as a GM and, and a head coach, right? They had a plan for him, just like, look at that, 73.9, Garrett Williams. I mean, that's that's exceptional. That's exceptional for a full-time corner as a rookie. And, then, of course, what Dante Stills is doing, it's the biggest anomaly in the entire group. It's unheard of for this franchise. Frankly, like, I l- named, like, the last rookie defensive lineman that was drafted late on day three to, like, Produce, and I know it, it, part of it's the state of the Cardinals' defensive line. I'm not, you know, immune to that or naive to that. But like, you look at three defensive rookies in the top ten this week against an Atlanta team that wanted to run the football, has playmakers everywhere, save for quarterback. Really j- encouraging stuff, and I give credit to Austin Ford. But like, that's Jonathan Gannon. That's Jonathan Gannon saying, "I'll take a six rounder. I'll take a, an undrafted corner. Right. I'll take a mid round rookie." That's why, like, I'm very much of the mindset. I told you this, what, on-air, off-air yesterday, like, give Kyler Murray as many assets and resources high in the draft offensively because I just – I feel like Gannon and Nick Rallis, like, they have this defense covered. It's not like you don't need talent, but it's like you can only find, in my opinion, like, bona fide 6-7 left tackles early in the draft, right? A Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, wide receiver early in the draft – Gannon and Rollins are showing me like you can find defensive players anywhere, and they mm-hmm. will make them immediate contributors.
2: Yeah. I mean, I look at that, and if they can consistently perform like that, and I think Stills and Williams and, and BJ Ujulari is late to the party. But as he said, you know, dealing with, you know, just getting up to speed physically was a big part of it. You know, his three sacks have come in the last three weeks two this mm-hmm. past weekend, and, and then one in Baltimore. His first career sack was against Lamar Jackson and against Baltimore, Ronnie Stanley, by yeah. the way. So, I mean that's encouraging because th- those are guys that you put up those numbers. Those are legit starter numbers. Yeah. So you've got three players on the defensive side of the football of the eleven that are starting caliber from your first draft, and then you've got twelve potential picks the following draft plus you know cap space. And You've got Buda Baker already in there. You got Jalen Thompson already in there. They're locked up as long as you as you want them for the next two seasons, right? You got Kazir White locked in. So we're looking at five starters on defense right off the bat, six starters off the, on, on the defensive side of football. So you don't have to supplement that much in order to, like, really get this defense back up to where they've got, you know, legit playmaking, impact-making players uh, at every level. I mean, I, I obviously it starts up front. The front seven right. is where you where you add, right? You add maybe another edge opposite B.J. Ujulari, even though you like what you've seen from Zayvon Collins and Dennis Gardeck um uh, but then like the teeth of that defense Dante Stills you had like a
1: blue chip type guy like a Geazier Newton out of Illinois yeah i mean now they really got something they're cooking with gas it's the opposite of the kime approach which was we have to duct tape Rodney Hudson's shoulder to get him through training camp <laughs> we have to take AJ Green and glue him back together to try to get him through another season because they wouldn't they they missed on all their draft picks. So we got to go buy over older players. And those older players would look great in September and October. And then shit would hit the fan with this franchise at the end of the year. And then in the future years of this contract, like James Conner is anomaly. At most everybody else broke down physically, right? Mike Ayupati had one great year, then he was done. The Cardinals are going to get the best version, the best years of all these players. Whether or not they sign contract extensions, you would hope so. But now you have definitive certainty with these players. Oh, we know Dante Stills can start. He started 10 games as a rookie. It's the opposite of we dicked around with, with Zach Allen and Byron Murphy so long and Isaiah Simmons and whomever, Zayvon Collins and Hassan Reddick. We didn't know what they were. Now mm-hmm. they know. I drafted this player. This player fits yeah. in Gannon's defense. We have production. We have definitive tape. We're good at this position. Don't overdraft a pass rusher if you don't have to. Don't reach on a, another offensive lineman. Take the best player. This team's still going to be in a position where they can they can afford to go BPA at marquee positions in the first and second round. But you just feel so much better about the trajectory of this franchise drafting and developing because now you we have real tangible proven evidence that they can do it. That Austin Ford can do it. Like you hope a good draft class. They've always said is one Pro Bowler, three starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I know the Cardinals' roster is in tough shape. That they've exceeded that even in year one. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's like you add a guy to the secondary in free agency, and you draft one. You add a guy to the defensive line, and you draft one. And it's just like it look the the complexion of it completely changes. Like it, yeah. it's it's gonna be uh, that that's why you know the NFL is exciting. That's why fan bases don't get down too much on rebuilding teams because of what you're able to do in a cap league with with draft capital. If a rebuild is is done right and kickstarted the right way. Just like Monty Osfort did this previous offseason, making some some very, very uh tough moves, right? Unpopular moves. I I mean, I was looking through a list and, and we'll probably debut it, you know, later this week of the controversial moves, I guess we'll call them, especially on the Twitter streets of, you know, parting ways with the Isaiah Simmons of the world, the DeAndre Hopkins of the worlds, and and realizing like at the end of the day, like maybe D but what are they? Are they making impact the, elsewhere? And what would their impact have been on on a
1: team that's two and eight? Uh, Isaiah Simmons had one tackle this past weekend, yeah. so probably not great. And uh, I like DeAndre Hopkins a lot. I loved him in Arizona. Joshua Dobbs, Clayton Tune with DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't. I don't know if that gets them a, another win or so. Plus, it probably stunts the growth of Michael Wilson, who they played the same position, right? So, I Cardinals they. Ate a big shit sandwich and are coming out of the other side. And I think it started, for lack of a better term, on Sunday. They they took on a bunch of dead money. They didn't yeah. spend money. They flushed it with some non sexy picks in the draft. That's a very meat and potatoes draft too. There's not a not a bunch of flash in that draft. And it and it's it's working to the benefit. And you saw like Kyler Murray ca- came back to a completely different team that he left last December too. And I don't think we make enough about that. Like. The the team that Kyler Murray tore his ACL with against the New England Patriots, most of that team is gone. They're either cut, traded, moved on. And now it's like, hey, man, Kyler Murray gets the opportunity to grow and develop with proven young talent, where it always felt like everybody was just retting with their time with K1, other, other than like a Buda Baker or Jalen Thompson. It was like. Hey, Zach Ertz will be here for like an hour. Oh, he's he's on injured reserve. He probably won't be back next year. Oh, Rodney Hudson. You know, what are we going to... Oh, Kenyon Drake, you're here for a day. All right, see you later. Like, AJ Green, bye. You can't get a rapport like that. Like right. that sustained success comes with cost-controlled talent. Well, Steve Kime couldn't find talent. I can help you find some, some good entertainment in terms of talent over the weekend or on the weekday, whatever you want to do. It's with our friends at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, baby. Thank you so much to everybody that came out to the watch party last Sunday at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Wild Horde Pass had a tremendous time. Huge turnout. Gave away free merch. Gave away T-shirts. My guy Chase was there. Jessica. Tons of folks. Charles. We had we chopped it up at the beginning. It was a fantastic day, and the good times continue to roll with our friends at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They have the biggest and best resorts and casinos here in Arizona. They've got monthly drawings. They just did one on November 5th. They've got one on the docket December 3rd for Cardinal game tickets, memorabilia, free bonus play, prop cards for select football games, and more. Went up to 100 grand in cash. You got to be 21 and over to participate. Visit com to get in on the action bowl for more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos. All they have to offer Head to play at hela.com
2: You ever heard the saying the best thing since sliced bread?
1: Yes, I have. Yeah, obviously, I all of us that. have, right? Yes.
2: And that's yeah. because yeah. times were tough before they started slicing up bread. It was uh it was just way too many. Uh you, you couldn't make a proper sandwich when you weren't slicing it up. And that's that's why today you didn't think you could, you know, you could reinvent the wheel, but they yeah. have with our friends over at Hero Slice Bread. What Hero does is it takes out all the extra calories, all the empty calories that you don't want, it is a uh, fewer calorie than leading national brand with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. So if you want to fire up a delicious grilled cheese and say, hey, I don't want to just completely just throw you know calories down my gullet and into my stomach and grow my, my gut. Hero Bread is here to save you, right? Because you're going to get the the cheese, the calcium, and you're going to get the protein as well from the Hero Bread because what they're doing with their breads, buns, tortillas, and making it readily available at Hero.co on Amazon. Yeah, you can order this through Amazon. Makes it so easy for you to cut back on the on the carbs on the calories uh ultra low net carbs zero sugar in it as well per slice check out what they're doing get in now and we're offering 10% off to our listeners and viewers on your first order just go to hero.co and use the code PHNX to save on hero bread today that's h e r o.co to save 10% today
1: alex 99 super chat thank you so um, much alex? thoughts on Michael Carter as a backup to James Conner. Bo, you and I were talking about this off air. I would say of all the positions on the team, running back maybe is the most likely because of the lack of production with the Mercado out behind James Conner. But you had shared with me, Carter, a little dicey in pass pro. Yeah, really
2: dicey. When you look at his, it, uh, I mean, just not a guy that that's competitive as far as when he's asked to protect his quarterback. Um, it's, you know, you see a lot throughout the NFL season sometimes organizations part ways with guys that are usually veterans that that have pretty robust you know, resumes and have played at a high level throughout this league. And then there's times like, you know, Michael Carter, a young player that just was in the wrong situation. Maybe he was overdrafted at North Carolina, really talented for the Tar Heels back in the day, no matter what, you know, Johnny says about North Carolina and their football program, playing in the ACC, him and Javante Williams were one of the best running back tandems in college football at that time. Um, is it worth to kick the tires with, with a guy who's who's a liability in the in the passing game? That's that's something I think Monty Austinfort and Jonathan Gannon and Drew Petzing are gonna have to weigh. Because I think if you look at it as far as just his playmaking ability or what it could potentially with the what it projects to be, I, I think that he has got more potential than Amari Dermicado. And and that's not a knock on Dermicato. It's just Dermicato wasn't a starter at his college and he's not the most fleet of foot guy, where I think you know, Carter is is, is he, he sh- at least shown that he can make big plays, but he was kind of a, lost in the numbers in 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 New York. They drafted Brees Hall after his rookie year, and there was just a log jam. Plus, the signing of of Dalvin Cook. I, I don't know. It's it's really going to come down to if, if they if they feel like he's somebody they could develop in the
1: past, pro, because I don't know if they'll put somebody back there that they just can't trust at all. I, I agree with that. I also think, like, James Conner, seven more games. Can we get him through seven more games? I, they, flip of a coin, because he he got banged up a little bit over the weekend, managed to return in that game. But it's clear, like, they, they're not trying to lean on him 100% of the time, and no word on when Dee Mercado could be back. It's a position they need to add. They need to add a, a premium pick on a running back next year. Like, you waited in 2023. You went meat and potatoes. You had, you stuck to the grocery list. Let's splurge on a, on a mid-round back, maybe with one of those third-round picks, Bob Brock. Uh, we've splurged on a quarterback here. We have Kyler Murray back in the fold. You absolutely love to see it. It's set it in the show title right now. We're going to get gross. We're going to talk NFC quarterback (laughs) hierarchy. And I put a list together. Take a shower
2: after this conversation. It's
1: it's, it's real gross. Get the garden hose (laughs) off. Hose me off here. I'm a big Kyler Murray supporter, big fan. I want him to be the franchise quarterback for this team beyond 2024. But I also had to put biases aside and say, right now, today, where does Kai the Murray rank compared to, because the AFC is a different animal. It's historically great mm-hmm. right now, quarterback. Not who would you like, who's who's playing the best football right now in the in the NFC as it relates to the quarterback position. You're going in the battle. This is the quarterback that you would pick. And so here is the list that I came up with. And people, I, I hope people will be open and honest to, to some results here. But Jalen Hurts, I think is indisputable. Um, went to the Super Bowl last year. And is in route for the you know two consecutive years as number one seed. Then it's th- I, I would put these next four in a group together: Dak Prescott, who had five touchdowns last weekend, albeit against the dirtbag Devito Giants; <laughs> Jared Goff, who's on pace for back-to-back Gosh. twenty-nine yard or twenty-nine passing TD seasons; Kyler Murray, and then Matthew Stafford. Stafford has almost the same TD to INT ratio, but he, he's still Matthew Stafford. And then you've got this, the bottom half, of the NFC, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Sam Howell, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, much to the chagrin of Damon Dog, producer Noah, Joshua Dobbs here. But again, I'm trying to be impartial here. Kyler Murray could be three weeks away from being right behind Jalen Hurts, but like Dak Prescott has like 10 touchdowns in two weeks, and Goff is going to maybe be the two seed and win the NFC North. I'm just, I'm trying to be fair here. Thoughts on my rankings right now today, NFC quarterbacks. I don't know how Derek Carr weaseled his way into this. Look, Dude, it's so bad. The NFC is so bad. It really else is. are going to put on there? DeVito?
2: I mean, it's his energy. Like the the bottom half of this list. Well, I think Purdy, you're disrespecting him a little bit. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. You'd rather um, have maybe over Stafford. Okay. Because Stafford's what, eight touchdowns to seven picks? Yeah. You know, I think what Stafford has done and, in, in, you know, what he's done with Puka Nakua in, when Stafford hasn't been in there and, and that that team is a top-drafting-type team without Stafford might be a testament to where he's... And, and it's, I think that's a bit interchangeable, like five to seven. It's probably... You can go either one of those guys. But, like, it's the top four here, and then there's a big drop-off, right? Yeah. And, and Prescott has completely... Turned things around the
1: last well, couple he's, of weeks. He's got inflated stats too, and people are pointing that out in the chat. And I'm not disputing that his passer rating is 105, and he's going to have he, he could have 40 touchdowns this year. Right? Like I've got to be fair about that. I, I'm surprised more people aren't up in arms about about Jared Goff. Well,
2: and, well, I think what Prescott's done, and, and he's obviously gotten Ceedee Lamb going, and he's doing without a run game. I mean, Tony Pollard has fallen off a cliff. Like he he can't. He's not a good <laughs> running back any longer. So you know they. Prescott had to step up. He's doing it with his legs a little bit more as well. He's kind of more of a well-rounded signal caller. Like, I you can say that the the stats are a little cosmetic, and they're going to be again this weekend against Carolina. Um, but yeah, I, I think weekend, he's deserved. Really. I think he deserves to be in this conversation. But and I think Kyler Murray already this quickly back. I, I don't think that like I think we know better than the rest of the national media. Like. This is a far cry, obviously, from Will Benson's list where he had Kyler Murray in like tier six, the yeah. the, the dumpster fire list, um, and yeah, I mean it's an indictment on the on the conference, but at the same time, it's People a really testament
1: to Dak Prescott. <laughs> listen, guys, listen, it's one game off of his ACL tear, and Dak Dak's gonna have monster numbers this year. That that doesn't mean I would take Dak. I wouldn't coming into next season, but I'm like right now today. I mean, da- da- I think Dak outplayed Jalen Hurts two weeks ago. He just couldn't sneak the ball over the goal line. He but didn't play Josh Dobbs here. No, and I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing. That's a great point. Yeah. He had a huge clunker. He's never – He's. I don't think he's ever beaten the Cardinals. Yeah. Be back you to know what?
2: Year. I think this this list and, and what Johnny was trying to do was the exercise was prove where Kyler Murray immediately falls. And then, like, the rest of the list, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Really. Like, the, the no. names don't matter to me.
1: he's saying Kyler's a proven commodity. He should be no lower than Duke. Come on, Johnny. Let's be real. Dak has won NFC West titles and has thrown like over 30 touchdowns in a season. Like, man, people are really anti... There's no heat for Jared Goff, who I would take Dak over Jared Goff right now. Like, Jared Goff went to to Baltimore and was like completely inept. But, man, people... Everybody's... Okay, everybody... Ruined our Tuesday, Johnny. (laughs) It's anti-Dak. I thought that was my least... I'm but, trying to be fair. It's you know crazy, Very though.
2: I, I think that if, but the point it, of this exercise, and I'm coming to the aid of my
1: co-host here, is I don't like need anybody's help. I don't want anybody's support. Tyler it's Murray, the, he can ascend this list, right? This is off of one game. This is right now, today, how they're playing right now. This is not the body of work for their career. This is not who you would want in 2024. This is right now, today. That like. Put on the tape from last weekend. Dak yeah, had five touchdowns, and then they—I I get it. The Giants are terrible, and they pulled off the hounds. But yeah, I—we can update this list every week. Damon Dog did a great job. We will update it every week, so people. <laughs> Brian, this is some Clancy-type list. It's not I, because if I listen, if I put Kyler Murray, too, then there, there would be people saying you just love to slobber all over. K1. Right. And you so I, just,
2: I can't win, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I just can't The mob. Win. The mob has me, Johnny. You have
1: ruined our Tuesday. How no, dare I you? No, I haven't. How I dare haven't, you with mean, this list. Somebody was like, quit being a fan, be a reporter. I, can I be both? I'd like to be both. <laughs> I have a broadcasting. I have a journalism degree. I'm in community uh, English. Man, who told people, you to be? Who told you not to be a fan? I know some guy on Twitter. Like, oh, don't be yeah. a fan. Be be impartial. That's me being I no. think it, he spurred this list, so go blame him. But I, <laughs> I listen, I, I stand by it right now, but then I it could change week to week. I, I love Kyler Murray. He throw, he's got to throw a passing touchdown still. Can we get let's get some momentum? Like I everybody's like, don't annoy Kyler Murray. I'm like, no, he played great. He he looks great. You know, Dak looks great too. Jerry Goff looks really no, good. No, he Dak can't
2: look good. look good. No, never. <laughs> ever. Don't you ever compliment Dak Prescott on this show ever again. NFL
1: GM. CJ I love, I love the
2: Dak. I love the Dak hate. I love the Cowboys hate on this in, in the audience right now. I, I can really appreciate it, but I can also appreciate what Johnny said. Like, I, I feel the same way about Dak. I think that the last couple what of weeks... What would your list be? He's improved. No, what would I, your list be? It's very similar. I mean, both, both Dak and Goff are, are playing and, and putting up Really solid numbers. I don't think anybody will argue with the top.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, would you have Kyler over Dak Prescott right now?
2: No, not right now. I, I want him to get back into the new system. Right. I, can we? I think we absolutely have a he, game, he could. He would skyrocket past Dak, no doubt about it. But right now, one game after coming off of injury, this is fine.
1: I don't. I don't think that that's a hot take. I mean, where is Doc supposed to go? I don't know. Like, He's on pace for 40 touchdowns, guys. He, he could throw for, like, 5,000 yards. He's got a chance to throw either. for 5,000. Like, do people... I, Our, our fan base, and I God love them, just hate the Cowboys so much, they just refuse to consume them in any capacity. It's like, when they don't play the Cardinals, we will just... They'll just be blacked out on Man, the TV. We don't want to hear hit? anything.
2: With all, all the goodwill we've created over the last season and a half, like... Is this what killed our show? Did you all right the Cardinals, is it
1: is I, it over? Is it to I know he's back? So I want to compare. I want to do lists. I want to see where he stacks up against the competition because it's also a point to Bo's point. It's like this is gonna be his competition next year. Thank God we don't have to play the AFC quarterback gauntlet. Like this is this is who Monty Austin for and Jonathan Gannon are gonna prop him up against and say, can we can we get to this to the super bowl against <laughs> the quarterbacks? <laughs> and I would say yes. I th- that's yeah. got to make you feel good. Phnx Dak, uh, Goff, Stafford, Mark. See, people got people are pushing Kyler below Stafford. I thought that that would probably be the hotter take.
2: Deuce, uh, Phnx Dak? This is not a Dak stand show. It's not. I'm I'm sure it it pains you to do this. It's, well, here's what I
1: will say. Yeah. And none of the people in the chat know this. Dak Prescott might oh. be. The the reason that I do not have to go to Waffle House for 24 hours. <laughs> Jack Prescott off the waiver wire two weeks ago is saving your boy. I'm like a little boy on Superman's back. i out of Waffle House <laughs> to get a Waffle House in Tempe. And unfortunately, producer Damon Dogg holds the, uh, the title right now for going to Waffle House in our fantasy football league. But we won't discuss that, Damon, because there's a lot of football left to be played, my friend. Yo.
2: Dak puts up touchdown passes like Damon's team puts up points.
1: Like Damon eats Waffles. <laughs>
2: he's gonna he's gonna put about if he puts down 40, it's gonna be a short, short time at
1: Waffle House in Tempe. Dude's just kill me. It's like the hype man for Dak. Johnny might need to do a show <laughs> from Waffle House's punishment for putting Dak over Kyler Murray. What we we both and I've talked about it. If I so, for those of you who don't know, by the way, we've got 220 people here like this video. Mm-hmm. X Sports has a fantasy football league. My team's imploded. Uh, I've been last all year. Justin Fields, Debo Samuel. It's been a disaster. Um, the loser of the league, whoever gets last place, has to spend 24 hours at a Waffle House here in Arizona. But for every waffle you eat, you get to shave down an hour. And for the longest time, if it, it, I could still lose. But we've talked about it. If I if I do lose, it'll be on a weekday, and I'll I will do a live hit from Waffle House while Bo does the show with somebody else. I'll I'll be live on air at Waffle House for as long as I can be. Hopefully, that doesn't happen though. You, you you're putting in a lot of work. Putting in a lot of work. It's not for lack of effort. I'm all I'm you on the what, grind. You know what's I'm on the crazy
2: to wire. me. It's crazy to me, like all this talk, and it's it's always in the text thread, you know, about who's going to Waffle House, who's who's in who's in the Waffle Watch, and yeah. you and Damon firmly in that discussion the, the rest of the way out. But there's no talk about who's at the top of the damn league. Oh God, congratulations! Somebody who actually knows
1: ball around here. How do I have more points <laughs> scored than you? I can't. I can't for the life of me. Our here league is out. such a cockamamie league. The trade deadline. I, I would guess everybody here plays fantasy football. The trade deadline in our league, still, it's still going on. You can still trade players. Our, our league is a little dicey behind the scenes. I wouldn't be surprised if the old GM saw Bookman pulling some strings to make sure behind the scenes on those sweet, sweet settings doesn't end up in last place. Just saying.
2: <laughs> You've broken the hearts of many viewers and listeners today, Johnny. People, people are upset.
1: I'm sorry, mm-hmm. guys. I'm he's, he's having a good season. Sorry to hear that. Bo also admitted he would do it. Mike in the chat. We're just going to take a hard right in the Mike's question. $5 super chat. Friend of the show, Mike. Do you guys have a list <laughs> of the top free agents next year? Also, running back class is stacked. It is stacked. Bo yeah. uh, tell Clancy to back away from his camera. <laughs> the show. He can't.
2: I think he's changed to that chair. I think the Locked On Podcast Network has him chained to that chair, and if he doesn't do a podcast every day, they won't feed him. So it's it's good to you know he he gets water and he gets bread. Um, As far as the free agent running back, I think that they're more with with all the picks that they have in the top three rounds. They've got three in the third round. That's gonna be the money spot. It's not gonna be like this past draft where you know there's a couple backs that you know people fall in love with. You got the Jameer Gibbs. You got Bijan. You got Charbonnet. And then they go off the board and then like the next tier after that, like, and then it's over and then you got to do your scouting on it. You got the Devon Ott of the world that emerge. Right. Uh, I think this year, like it's a stack class and you're going to be able to wait probably throughout the second round and sit there in the money round in the third round, get yourself, you know, a Trey Benson, maybe one of the Michigan running backs, you know, Blake Corum, you've got uh you know the Trayvon Henderson at Ohio State. You got Rocket Sanders down there at, uh, at at Arkansas. Wisconsin's got a great running back. Like there's a ton of backs. Bucky Irving out of Oregon. So many big you know burner running backs that would a if you restructure James Conner, compliment him well or somebody that you can transition to uh,
1: with with younger fresher legs. I had somebody uh, close to the team that I trust. Give me give me a barometer of where they're going to spend their money in March. And this is really early and a lot can change. And I got three positions and like, this shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Let's number one and not in this order could very well see them sign a left guard because there's a really good chance. They take a tackle in the first round Mm -hmm. and you don't want a rookie guard and tackle next to each other. So I don't know if they break the bank on somebody. I, I couldn't even tell you who's available. I would be surprised if they didn't sign a veteran left guard of course they they have to add a starting caliber corner in free agency like marco wilson ain't it garrett williams is in the slot like they need a veteran at the position i don't know who's available what kind of contract they'd be willing to give out and then of course like if there's a defensive tackle defensive lineman that can help them that can help these young players like ideally if you take a newton or somebody in the draft and get kenny you know dante stills then you get a veteran that's a that's a good problem to have with with some depth there those are the three positions because I think right now, if they if they have a receiver early, it's gonna be in the draft. If they have a tackle, it'll be in the draft, you know, an edge rusher to complement what they have. Yeah. They have safeties. I mean, suddenly now you look at like they don't have as many needs as we initially thought, but where they do have holes, they're big holes. They have a huge hole on the left side of the offensive line, a huge hole corner, a huge hole in the defensive line. So uh we're gonna be able to preview that all off season long. We're gonna be money for you guys, just like uh, also our friends at Desert Financial is money, big time with the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. Uh, They've got tremendous experts. I've worked with them. They are fantastic. They're committed to helping offer you the community financial solutions tailored to helping just like real people achieve financial goals and their dreams. They've got checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. If you're a sports fan here in Arizona, if you're a Cardinal fan, rep that sweet, sweet Desert Financial Cardinal debit card. Hell yeah. Check it out. Desertfinancial.com slash Cardinals to get started, Bo. I heard that
2: you actually have Dak Prescott on your uh, your banking card, your debit card. Is that right? Can you confirm or deny that? Continue with your reads, please.
1: <laughs> what you're, doing, what you're doing today. I mean.
2: You're going to save yourself a ton of cash at the pump. And, of course, when you lo- walk into the convenience store by becoming a member of the Inner Circle with Circle K, download the Circle K app. It's free. Sign up in the new app. It's America's Thirst Shop. Of course, Polar Pops, coffee, all you can think about uh, and wetting your whistle at uh, while you're filling up your ride. It's right there at America's third Shop. Circle K, new membership program that i mentioned it's free you get 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups you'll save 25 cents per gallon and three cents per gallon every day get the six free on selection of circle k products including that pizza the coffee the ice cold fountain drinks those polar pops join the inner circle today for free by downloading the circle k app terms conditions
1: apply participating locations visit circle for details uh Hottest new piece of merch at the Merchandise Locker. Corbin Carroll, Rookie of the Year. Ever heard of it's him? The, it's the Rookie of the Year t-shirt. The Rookie of the Year t-shirt right now. It's flipping fantastic. Handsome Rookie of the Year t-shirt. Uh, the Machine, a little bit of chaos in there. A little bit of 25 homers. You're into that? I'm into this release right now. They are going fast, folks. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. It is the Rookie of the Year t-shirt at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. It can be yours for free. If you sign up to become a diehard, can't think of anything better. Right now, free T-shirt and or hat is yours via the merchandise locker. Become a diehard today. 20% off all of future PHNX events. Exclusive member Discord access. 100% unlocked articles at phnx.com. So much good stuff, Bo.
2: <laughs> Brian say Bo and Johnny turning into Allen and Diggs right before your very eyes bees still can't deal with it jv rank I mean, Dak. It's, it's, over it's johnny on Dak's payroll uh i mean everybody we're, we're just getting roasted today don't bring up dak prescott ever again i'm sorry i'm so okay. sorry but i'm gonna do it
1: again we're gonna do it we're gonna make this now a staple on our tuesday program that's disgusting johnny fire in the gut
2: very disappointed. Look, what about when Dak has like 10 touchdowns against Carolina? Look, we can't talk about that.
1: That's a lie. <laughs>
2: if, if Kyler Murray goes on the road and wins the Arizona Cardinals' their first road game in over a calendar year, which we should celebrate, we blew out the candles on one year without a road victory yesterday. Um, if, nice. if he can Pretty go nice. and, and they can they can get that dub away from State Farm Stadium. Remember when it was so hard to win at State Farm Stadium? Now I they can't no win away from that. it. I, black, I blacked out of that.
1: If, if they can get
2: that dub, I mean, immediately, we're starting to to push back down the list and, and Kyler up the list. It, it's just going to take performances. He's going to do it with his play. I mean, I think we all know that. I'm not going to – I don't think anybody's going to sit here and like – I don't even think Kyler would want that. Nobody wants him to just get crowned
1: immediately. Got to earn it, right? Yeah, he's gonna earn. He's already he's earning his job back, and then he's got to earn his way back up the hierarchy. Like before the injury, there's no chance in hell I would have taken this, Dak this upcoming off season. I guarantee it. You're gonna see an NFC quarterback ranking. Kyler Murray's gonna be ahead of Dak Prescott. Yeah, and that's that's the way it should be. But we're just being, unless Dak Prescott goes on a little bit of a run, everybody knows I'm rooting for that. Would love to yeah. see Dallas just in the Super Bowl crushing it. Uh, <laughs> Jameson <laughs> Williams, you posted this uh, in the <laughs> in, in the chat here. Uh, we're eating good here on this podcast. Jameson Williams also eating good at Mickey D's? My God. So th- I've never seen this. I've always heard of like dipping your French fries
2: in your Frosty. At oh, we but, it. It's elite. Yeah. And I think anybody who's, who's a red-blooded American or, I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to live that, that lifestyle, they've tried yeah. it out. And they understand, like you said, it, it is elite. And then we see this. You've got, uh, what is that, a quarter pound with cheese that he's just slopping some uh, McFreezy on?
1: I mean, th- you know, lock him up, throw away the key. I don't have a problem with this. I'm going to tell what? you right now, like, first of all, like – the the burger itself it's McDonald's you know, today McDonald's is no McDonald's is gross enough you want to combine their gross ingredients together i don't like it's it's 1a 1b it's apples and oranges it doesn't bother me like like if you're going to go to McDonald's get sloppy and gross like if i'm going to go and eat a sticky sloppy meal from McDonald's it doesn't matter if it's a pristine big mac i'm just going to start mashing shit together i'm going to eat it i'm going to mcdonald's to be gross to be a gross slob so if, so if i if i just have these ingredients why not dabble on some of each other this i'm not going to like what's the steak 44 or whatever here in arizona and i'm like taking my you know caviar and i'm taking my big t-bone i'm mixing them together like this like i'm a 12 year old at the table no but i can do that at mcdonald's that's what go go do that in the play place johnny, go do that in the slides of the play place
2: johnny we live in a society. With laws and with rules, and you're breaking every single one of them. If you're throwing a McFlurry on your quarter pounder with cheese, that's disgusting. And you say you want to be a sloppy, you know, individual, and you go to McDee's, but that's there's 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 a line, and you're crossing that. that and there's, there's a
1: like your list, Johnny. Dick, but Johnny's gonna pitch 10 at the waffle house i don't know what that means oh like sleep the night there uh yeah. the, this show has descended into madness McDo- mcdonald's maybe they're gonna sponsor this show i don't like mcdonald's i think it's gross so when people combine and ing- it doesn't make i already think like a mcdonald's burger doesn't taste good so if you add a mcflurry i don't think it's gonna taste less good than that we do live in a it's, society
2: look Look, if, if Jameson uh, Williams was the player we thought he was in the pre draft process coming out of Alabama and he was making big play after big play, but eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown, and you're throwing McFlurry on your quarter pounder. That ain't colorful. That's just weird. And you need to re- reassess
1: your life decisions. Sports hero Johnny's going to na- rename the Big Mac to the, ba- <laughs> the Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the equivalent of Dak on my list. That that picture. Let's see it one more time here. Here's here's where I will say you're you're in the right. I could probably do ice cream on a bur- a double cheeseburger and be okay. It's the ketchup <laughs> and the pickles would be. Back. You know how insane that is to to say that you could do ice, ice cream. You could put a creamy do- treat
2: on a, a say like a like a savory burger. You're gonna put just like a an ice cream, a sweet ice cream. Frozen treat on there? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get I don't want do to do the show with you anymore.
1: I used to put, like, chips or, like... like. It's not uh, the same thing, Doritos dude. It's on my PBJ and stuff. Oh! I like a little bit, like a little bit of crunch on my Your sandwich. palate is effed up, dude. <laughs> I lived in Maricopa. It has to be. <laughs> it's been dated. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were going to say, onion. like, a deli sandwich,
2: maybe, like, some cold cuts, and, and you put some Doritos on there. That's perfectly fine. Like, every kid
1: does that. Every... Anybody who's making a nice sandwich at home, but you put it on PBJ. I'm gonna go out to eat with my wife and her sister and and her boyfriend later tonight, and I might just start combining (laughs) ingredients just for fun at the table. We'll see. Yeah. No problem with it at all. Jameson, you do you, man. You (laughs) like you gotta you gotta keep those calories up. You're burning calories that fast. Peak at male athlete or female athlete, whomever in their mid twenties, they get they gotta consume it. They gotta consume a lot of it. Yeah, man. It's
2: unacceptable, but yeah, maybe today. You keep that take, keep your Dak take to yourself at dinner tonight. So that people don't, so you don't alienate yourself from that crew as
1: well. The, the viewers the viewership's falling but uh falling <laughs> all of you uh like this video subscribe to phnx sports we just crossed 20k despite my conversations today uh brian saying johnny's about to get kicked out of circle k no bro i'm a member for life <laughs> they will always have me uh we'll always have i you hope here. the cashier's like hey bro what are you doing with those chips what are you doing <laughs> don't look at me don't look, don't
2: look over I'm here. I'm part of
1: the inner circle, sir. I can do whatever I like. <laughs> hey, ma'am, avert your eyes. It could get gross over here by the donuts. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We are back <laughs> on a Wednesday, Bo. Special guest. That's right. We got
2: Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus joining us. Uh, to continued continue the conversation about Kyler Murray's impacts since returning. Uh, obviously, we'll talk the future. This Arizona Cardinals football team and the quarterback position with Kyler Murray. Uh, Sam dialed in with PFF. He'll join us. Don't miss out on that. Uh, if you missed the Baldy interview, of course, it lives in this episode and we'll have it uh, as a standalone interview later on the YouTube pages. He said 20,000 people. So thankful for everybody that tuned in, that subscribed, that likes these videos. It does so much for us, what we're trying to do here at PHNX. X. Uh, big thank you from Damon, Johnny, myself, the whole crew back here, GM, Saul Bookman uh, for everybody uh, being such loyal viewers and, and tuning in, joining the conversation on a daily basis. Fantastic. It, it, the, the
1: reason we do this. So, big thank you and can't wait for 20,000 more here shortly. We will see you on a Wednesday, Bo Brock. Damon Dog behind the mic. I'm Johnny Venerable. Be well. Have a good night.